Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Master Phil in Your Corner podcast. This is episode 102. Yeah, we're getting into the triple digits here. And our very special guest today to speak to meritocracy versus mediocrity. And, uh, you know, what is the real goal of wokeness? And, you know, the DIE or DEI or whatever you want to call the division, exclusion, and indoctrination that's going on in the schools is none other than Doctor of Philosophy, Jack Kerwick. Uh, but before we get into this, guys, we have to thank our sponsors. And our number one sponsor is, of course, PhilRoss.com. Visit PhilRoss.com for all of your training needs. We have a new Patreon channel there with over 150 workouts that include uh, self-defense, that include weapons training, kettlebell, body weight, everything you need to be in shape and prepared right there at your fingertips on your phone or other device. Uh, we also have the P3 training group, protect, preserve, and uh, prepare, uh, part of that group as well. And then we also have the pay-per-view flicks. So you want to check that out, Warrior Island. As a matter of fact, this Saturday, uh, no, uh, Friday, Friday, uh, May 26th, I believe that is Friday, right? And I'll be down in Atlantic City. We'll be signing autographs and speaking to people down at the Tropicana at 4 p.m., uh, promoting the upcoming movie that'll be uh, Warrior Island. So definitely, if you're in the area, come check it out. And uh, we also have the Under Project. Definitely check out our wares. You know, best thing between your skin and your pants. So... <laughs> And, of course, health is a wealth. We got that coming, too. Uh, the new site is being revamped. I can't wait to get that out to the community at large. It's a great source for, uh, you know, virtual source for all your needs with health, wellness, doctors, dentists, everything, you name it. We even have educators on that as well. So with that being said, we have, uh, again, a repeat offender. I'd say now you're a regular on the podcast. We have Dr. Jack Kerwick. Jack, just give uh, the newer people a little synopsis of your background, and then we're going to get into this. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah well, I have uh, almost, uh, I guess now, 24 years of uh, teaching experience, teaching philosophy at the college level. Uh, and like you already know that I am a doctor of philosophy. I have my PhD in philosophy. Um, you know, I write, I publish, um, I'm also a self-defense instructor, I'm in the martial arts, and, uh, and that's, yeah, I mean, as far as my, my credentials uh, go, th those are in, th th those are my credentials. Yeah, I mean, you're also into, we, we do have a lot in common, both being professors, both being into the martial arts, and both being into strength and conditioning as well. Yes, yeah, you're right. In, you're in great shape as well, you're always, you know, throwing that Thank iron you. around as well. Thank you. Uh, yes. Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, it seems that at this point that mer meritocracy is a bad word. Now they're even considering it a racist ideal. And the thing is that, you know what, if you if we're not basing it on meritocracy, what is the goal? Mediocrity? Right. Right. You know, you know, what is going on? Why this switch? What are we going to do about it and how to right this ship? <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, for the longest time, uh, this this ideal of merit, you know, has been um, has been challenged. 
normally it's most characteristically been put into question by those ideologues that have that are typically labeled left yes um but uh, honestly it hasn't always been so uh there there's uh in in particular one thinker f.a hayek Mm -hmm. h-a-y-e-k for those of your um audience members who may not be familiar with them uh, what's that no i don't think there's any relation there okay okay he's an austrian of um you know social theorist uh economist philosopher of sorts uh and he wrote uh i think the, the one work for which he's probably most famous is the road to serfdom and it was written, I think, back in 1944. It was written during World War II, uh, once Nazism really became um, visible to the world. Yeah. And uh, Hayek wasn't concerned with critiquing just Nazism specifically, but he was looking at uh, all, all species of collectivism that... Um, that you know w wanted to identify a single common end or set of ends that all human beings in, in society or beyond should pursue. Now mm -hmm. Hayek was uh, a defender of liberty, and as far as he was concerned, um, uh, as long as people are being compelled to pursue a single end or a select number of ends, then there was slavery essentially, because, you know, what is it that fundamentally distinguishes the slave from the free person, other than that the slave is being uh, forced to labor it for ends that are being assigned to them? Right. It's not, not for the benefit of the, themselves and their own goals. It's to right. support another and another goals that exactly. someone else will reap the benefit. Exactly. But Hayek... Um, uh, just a few years before he died, he died in 1992. He, he was an old man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he was born in the, I think in the 1880s, maybe the 1890s, but he was born, you know, in the final decade or so of the 19th century. And uh, he, he lived a long life. Mm -hmm. But just a few years before he died, uh, he wrote another book called uh, The Fatal Conceit. And it was this, this it was just carrying on this critique of socialism. Now, Hayek thought that the ideal of merit uh, was also problematic. And why is this? Because he said, mm -hmm. well, yeah, yeah, and, it, and it's interesting because he, he what, what he argued is that um, for a straight force that it may seem on its face, mm -hmm. there's and has always been disagreement as to uh, what the principle of merit should be or as yeah. to what it actually encompasses. And because he also was a cultural evolutionist, mm -hmm. um, I think he was probably also a biological evolutionist. I think he, 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 he thought Darwin, you know, Darwin's um, uh, theory was, you know, among the, you know, the, the greatest uh, theories, but he was a cultural evolutionist in that he said, you know, long before Darwin, um, other theorists have recognized how culture, civilization itself evolves over, over eons. And that if we tried, if we ever tried to really 
um, uh, anchor progress mm -hmm. into satisfying principles of merit, we would have actually stopped a lot of the progress that has been made over thousands of years, which involve luck, which involve, um, uh, you know, advantages that were never actually earned. Uh, so, you know, just say just for the record, mm. uh, I know, you know, today we it, it's the given the the contemporary social setting, the political climate today, uh, typically proponents of merit are identified as being on the right, whereas right. the critics of merit are on the left. But uh, it's it's much messier than that, actually. Well, you know, and, more, more, and, yeah, most lines are not solid. Most right. lines are dotted. And if, right. even if you look at the yin, the yang, right? right? Hard versus soft, masculine, feminine, so forth, right? They right. both meet and then, uh, you know, there's a dot of the, there's a black dot on the one side in the white area and there's a white dot on the other side in the black area because they both have characteristics of each other. Like it, it, it's it's never a clear line. And this is the one thing I think that that is a definite problem in the lack of communication that's going on in our society today. Well, you can't have a front without a back, right? Um, so, no, but I just thought, you know, just for the sake of intellectual, you know, honesty and getting as clear a picture as possible of what's going on and not getting too lost in the weeds of the mm -hmm. shit show that is the contemporary political scene. Um, <laughs> you know, there, there are people on, on well, I would say, and I hate, I'm, getting increasingly reluctant to even use these labels because they've got yeah. so messy but there are those who are who have not traditionally been equate uh been identified with the left yes who uh have been critiquing the concept of merit i mean david hume was an 18th century scottish philosopher you know world-renowned philosopher he was a tory uh you know which is, he belonged to the conservative party right. yep. uh david david hume was um was was critical of you know the concept of 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 merit and again the criticism is sensible in this sense in that you know you're born with a uh with certain aptitudes talents potentialities that another person may not be as endowed with right now that doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to actualize these potentialities but there is something to be said for this variation in talent and interest yeah. and aptitude amongst human beings. Or maybe you're born into a family that has um, a greater financial resources than the mm -hmm. one into which I'm born. Or, or you're born to parents who have connections that my parents don't have. Or maybe I don't even know my biological parents. Right. So, so these are all advantages uh, and disadvantages that we come into the world with and that, you know, we haven't earned. And so a lot of the critics against merit will argue, well, then, then we need to do something to, or at least a lot of the left-leaning critics of merit will argue that, well, we need to somehow, you know, arrange society's institutions to uh, mitigate as, as best as possible, these unearned or this, these uh, inequalities in, advantages and disadvantages that were never earned yeah you know it's it, it's kind of funny that uh, you can see some merit let's say in that philosophy yeah but the, the, the problem occurs is that here is that you know what no matter what people can be born into something and do nothing with it 
Right. Um, that's right. Yeah. You know, right. Take, just take Trump, for example. His brother, Fred, was born to the same opportunity as him. He became an alcoholic and did nothing with his life, whereas he became right. a right. billionaire. So who's to say? And then his father started out with nothing. You know? Exactly. So, and so yeah, who's so to good. say? You know, and, and OK, here, compare, I'm five foot ten. OK, mm -hmm. um, I'm not six foot eight, six foot nine, six foot ten. So there's no way if my goal is to play in the NBA, someone who is much taller than me has a distinct advantage. Correct. Correct. Exactly. So I was going to say this. So, so, you know, Hayek, F.A. Hayek is typically recognized as more of a libertarian. He, you know, mm -hmm. he, he was a lifelong enemy of socialism. Yes. <clears throat> um, David Hume was certainly no kind of uh, socialist, uh, egalitarian in the sense in which that term's typically used today, mm -hmm. you know, in connection with communism and socialism. So we can acknowledge the um, the merits of what the Humes, the Adam, uh, the uh, Adam Smiths, mm -hmm. the F.A. Hayek say, and yet reject the um, the 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 proposals made by 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 socialists right. who uh, believe that the solution to these these unearned or these undeserved um, advantages or disadvantages amongst individuals is to it is for government to rearrange society in accordance with some premeditated blueprint, yeah. right? And again, Hayek was very insistent about this point too. Let, that, me, jump in, let me jump in and, there a second. You mentioned one word, and whenever you, whenever anyone that you anyone uses that word, what happens? That means you're saying it's expensive. And doesn't work. It's called government. Right. <laughs> Whenever right. we have that intervention, the larger the government exactly. entity, the worse it is. And and the thing is that I'm going to even in interject this because people are born with specific talents. Right. The the individual. It's up to the individual to discover their own talent or listen to someone that has recognized the talent in them. Right. Um, you know, because there's you, you look at um, I'm, I'm going to go in the NBA again. If you're born a certain way, your chance, your chance of performing in the NBA and being uh, selected and successful are, are very good. Now, if you're born another way, well, maybe you're going to be a very successful accountant. Right. So That's it's right. up to you to discover that, which is the socialist communist regime really doesn't allow us for self-discovery. That's right. No, ab absolutely correct. Like I said, uh, one example I've seen before is that, you know, let's say, let's say I, I, I give you a hundred dollars um, just because I want to, right. you weren't, you were not entitled to that $100, right? Nope. That $100 we'd say is non-deserved. It's not like you deserved it, but just because it was non-deserved doesn't mean that it was undeserved. Right. And typically, you know, at least traditionally, uh, justice has been uh, equated with dessert. It's been thought that justice requires that people get what they deserve, right? So, I'll <laughs> well, say injustice occurs when people get what is undeserved, but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean 
that there's any injustice if something is non-deserved. And there is a distinction between- right, right, right. It's not, not a zero sum. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the, okay, so you didn't deserve to be born with the physical talents that you have no more than a person who's um, who, who comes into the world severely disabled deserve that. Okay, but that doesn't mean that you aren't entitled to the fruits of of um, of of your talents. Okay, again, the circumstance. Right, the the circumstances, the talents were not themselves deserved. You weren't entitled to be born with those right. strengths, but mm -hmm. you are entitled, or there, at least at the very least, there's no injustice that occurs if you reap the fruits of uh cultivating those talents yeah. Yeah. right but that that's where you and i will part ways with socialists and uh other ideologues who think that who, or who want to make the leap from a person doesn't deserve their talents or their advantages in life to the conclusion that the government or at least those those select number of people in the government are now authorized to take what you've done with those talents and redistribute them to those who didn't have them. Yeah, you know, because it, when, when you brought something else up, and this clicked something in my head when you said, okay, you give $100 to someone, mm -hmm. whether they deserved it, whatever, they weren't entitled, but, you know, maybe they deserved it, who knows. But if you give them $100, and then the next day you give them a hundred, you know, first they appreciate it. And then, you know, then they're thankful and so forth. Then you give it to them again. And then, uh, then they expect it every time. Right. 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 And then they feel like they're entitled to it after X amount of time. And this is the problem yeah. with the socialism that we've, that we've uh, created here and, and, and people living off the state. Correct. Because at first they appreciate it and they're thankful, and then they expect it, and then they're entitled. Yeah. Try to take something away from someone that they've been given for no reason that they've been given to. That's right. For years and years. So right. this is the, this is one of the problems, and and and, and I see, I see that the um, you know the DIE. Mm -hmm. I call it DIE because we're going to die as a society if we keep doing this. And I call it that when I go to the uh, to the board of ed meetings as well. So mm. I'm probably on an FBI which, uh, list, yeah. some, watch list somewhere. But you know, an insurrectionist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> um, yeah, just I'm fighting for kids in our country. Yeah, and that's that's yeah. me. Um, so you know, and I, I I will steal this from um, DeSantis. He came up with a good one. He called it uh, division, exclusion, and indoctrination. Oh, was that DeSantis who said that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. he just said that. And I'm like, wow, that's really good, you know. Where yeah. I was just on the, you know, we're going to die if we can continue this. But um, this fits right into the, you know, meritocracy and mediocrity. Because listen, you know, as as we know, if you have a, a let's say a martial arts school, right, and you know you have white belts to black belts, mm -hmm. they all earn their their degrees, so forth. And you walk in and you say, hey, we're going to change things. Everyone wears a green belt. Mm. All the white belts and yellow belts will be happy because now they got a green belt. All the black belts and brown belts are going to be really mad. It's a very thoughtful you know? analogy. Yeah. <laughs> so, so 
you know, how is it deserving that you're taking from the people who've earned it and giving it to people who have done nothing to earn it? You know, and how do we know? Maybe they, maybe, maybe they could have something wrong with them, so they can't achieve that level. We don't know, or maybe they're just lazy, or maybe they're just waiting around for somebody else to do it, so they don't have to do it. So, you know, how does how does socialism make a distinction on that? Right. And this is where one of my where I differ a lot, and I know you do too. It, is saying that you know what if you're going to um, give to other people, which is fine. I you should give to other people. You should give them a, a, a hand up as opposed to a hand out. Right. But sometimes people need a hand out to to get moving, uh, right. if they're, or if they're really down or incapable. But that's where your community, your church, uh, right. you know, social organizations help people out. But by you, me giving my money to a government who's going to distribute that to who they see fit is incorrect. I can spend my money better than they can. Yeah. Uh, Edmund Burke, you know, he's, he's usually regarded as like the patron saint of modern con modern conservatism. Mm -hmm. He was um, an Anglo-Irish uh, parliamentarian back in the 18th century. Mm -hmm. And uh, he wrote quite a bit, but the one, one work of his for which he's most famous, I think, is the Reflections on the Revolution in France. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Burke referred to the little platoons and the little platoons are all of those institutions that are intermediate between the individual and the state or the government, mm -hmm. local community, church, uh, family, neighborhood. You know, these are the, by and large, you could say voluntary associations. Right. And um, people are much, much better positioned to help out those in need when they have a better chance of actually knowing who those in need are, yeah. knowing knowing their circumstances. You know, and this had been the case uh, in America you know, for the longest time. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the overwhelming majority of charitable organizations are and have always been Christian, mm -hmm. and. Um, and 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 so the church has always been there to to help out those in need, but that help always came with some strings attached. So let's say it was someone who was down on his luck because yeah. he was an alcoholic. Right? It's not that people would turn their backs on him. The help would be there, but it would be under condition that this person stops drinking. You know, and I suppose after a time, maybe the ties would be be cut if the person failed to do what uh, was expected of them. But the point is that people on the ground, citizens know best, like you said, how to expend their resources because they know best how to identify those who, who are in these circumstances. They right. know much better at the very least than bureaucrats that are um, you know, in Washington, D.C., yeah, we are here. And if you look at this, let's let's just uh, take a, another subject. I know it doesn't really have much to do with our particular um, subject today, but if you look at um, nationalized healthcare, right? Mm. Um, nationalized healthcare should not occur, but should there be a low cost option on a state level? I would agree a hundred percent because mm. each state is different. Healthcare in New York and New Jersey is going to be different than it is in Alabama and Arkansas. Right. Right? 
And, and, and here's the other thing, too. Where does the money come from? The money comes from the people in the state, goes to national government, and back to the state. Well, guess what? It just became more expensive. Yeah, right. Every hand that it passes through creates waste. It's cost. So if you're going to do it, do it state by state and leave the states to themselves. You can break it out and say, hey, don't go county by county, however you want to, want to do it. But it should be on a much more localized level with a smaller federal government. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And I, I, I agree. I agree. Um, but I, you know, I think people can also, I mean, for as giving is, yeah. as so many American citizens, um, particularly religious Americans remain, mm -hmm. um, nevertheless, when it's known that um, people who they may otherwise have given to are able to collect checks from the government, that can potentially disincentivize people oh, yeah. who otherwise may have given from giving right right so you know it, it creates uh this it, it just having the government as involved as it's been just creates this distorted system of incentives and constraints that okay. could wind up ultimately harming the poor or at yes. least disadvantage more so yes. than the otherwise would be and i think that's exactly what's happened oh. over the last 50 60 years and then what it does, it causes a greater schism and a greater divide. Right. Correct. And and, no and, and, and and this, if you circle this back to meritocracy, right? right. Okay. Both of us have to grade students. Mm -hmm. Okay. And my yeah, students know where I stand. Look, I'm, I'm I'm extremely fair, but I expect you to do what's necessary. Right. And you know, uh, uh I've seen a a drop in the level of performance on some, you know, uh, on a whole, on a whole, especially since COVID. Yeah. 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 I think yeah. everyone has seen that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very common. And, you know, and, and it just seems like a lot of these students are willing to accept a mediocre level. I said, mm. Hey, listen, if you, if you do this assignment, you can get a B. Well, I'm okay with a C. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So, you know, just get your stuff in on time, you know. Oh, well, you know, I'll get it when I get it. Yeah. There, there's no sense of urgency, really. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And I, I, I see it, too. Yeah. Because, without, you know, without without uh, meritocracy, there comes no accountability as mm. well. Because if you don't, if you, you're not being judged on your merit, if you're not being rewarded for your merit properly, you know, mm. um, and if if you don't have the incentive to be to to achieve that, because hey, listen, uh, you know, whatever I do, uh, uh, so I my other professors don't care; they let they give me an A anyway or a B, whatever, you know. Um, it's, it doesn't affect my average that much. Mm. Uh, you know, I just think that this is a bad path for us to be as in American society because, you know, we are based on American exceptionalism and it just doesn't seem like that is the common, you know, the common attitude, the shared attitude across the board because of the uh, uh, lack of meritocracy, the acceptance of mediocrity, the implementation of the diversity, inclusion, equity stuff. And, uh, you know, I just, I, I, I just think that, you know, it, it's going to, be a little more difficult to write this ship and you know what do we do 
as a society to get back on course. Yeah. So let me ask you, though, um, you know, because we're talking about merit. Yeah. And I want to make sure that we understand exactly how it is we're using the term. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, th th this term, like most others, and especially like all politically charged terms. Yes. Has both a connotative meaning and a denotative meaning. Right. So. um connotatively when you hear the term merit you think of excellence yes okay yes and that sounds to me like that's how you're using it right now and contrasting it with mediocrity yes right and you've earned this position you've you've achieved you know you've you've demonstrated proficiency you've you uh, have uh strived to get here and now you're there okay Okay. All right. So, yeah, I mean, so, but literally, you know, merit, and this is kind of the sense in which um, I was referring to it earlier when I was mm -hmm. alluding to Hayek and, and Hume and, and some of these mm -hmm. figures, uh, it, merit really is just like what you've earned. Yes. Right? So let's mm -hmm. say, you know, to go back to some of your students, you know, you tell them, listen, um, you know, maybe if you do this extra credit assignment, you could potentially get 10 extra points, which in the last analysis could push you from a C to a B. It's like, right. eh, I'm fine with the C. Okay, well, you've earned it. So yeah. so, so a principle of merit was still in play mm -hmm. because it was, it was earned, not given, mm -hmm. right? So uh, in a literal kind of strict denotative, denotative sense of the term, you know, merit is just a matter of what you earn. Right. And I guess as long as people are getting what they've earned, um, there's merit, even though there's still mediocrity. So uh, okay. Yes. Yeah. So, no. Okay. I understand that. Yeah. 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 You're taking it to another level. That's why you're Dr. Philosophy. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just, you know, I'm just very big in yeah. examining. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. terms carefully, yeah. right? yes. at least if we're going to use the terms in a conversation, sure. I want, Absolutely. I always want clarity. Yes. No, that, that is a, that is, is a very, very astute point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank so you. that person by their merit, they got this job. Yeah. They earned it. Great. But here's the problem. People are getting jobs and positions without the merit just because of yeah, the BIE. Because right. you need the diversity. They want the and now they got the new one. I'm sure you've done the the B, which is the belonging. Have you done that one yet? No, I don't wow. Oh, I don't you're not? Oh, okay. Well, you you it's coming. It's it coming. must have slipped it must have slipped yeah. beneath my room. I'm glad I came on today. I found I yeah, found yeah. it. Yeah, or it's coming. Yeah, check it out. You know, they have diversity, inclusion, equity, and belonging. Belonging. Okay, yeah. well, somehow I managed to miss that. Please check me if I'm wrong, but I have a decent command of the English language. Um doesn't so. inclusion mean you belong on some level? Something sounds a little redundant there. Yeah, yeah, a little right. redundancy there. <laughs> Who am I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, I see what you're the point you're making. You know, but where the meritocracy comes in is the fact that maybe this person, because of the diversity, inclusion, equity. Um, constraints or programs so forth they would get uh, a, a job or maybe uh, or maybe some 
people are skewing the grades to compensate that and give them a B as opposed to giving them the C. Right. And and that, yeah. And that's where um, that's where merit is undermined. Yes. Right. Now, again, this is I'm just I'm just having some fun with this. Yeah, sure. Of course, it's also it's also quite possible. I'd say beyond possible. I'm sure it's happened in mm-hmm. all sorts of circumstances where a person may not have gotten into a certain position, whether it's in whether it's in a school, in the workforce, wherever, on that person's merits. Mm-hmm. But once granted admission mm-hmm. wound up excelling i would definitely agree that 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 point has merit yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, there's some yeah. people who have grown into positions given the opportunity right right i mean i mean i i can God. i mean i'm and i'm sure there's a number of 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 arenas mm-hmm. um i don't want to say a number but i'm sure there i can almost guarantee you there's been uh, there, there's been times in my own life mm-hmm. where I said, man, if only I would be given that chance. Yes. I have yes. no doubt that once I'm in that position, once sure. I'm on that track, I'll guess. Yes. But, but because I didn't satisfy all the criteria. Right. Mission, right. Um, I just never got it. Yeah. But then, but then how do you, you know, how is that determined? Because I've been, yeah. I too have been faced with those situations where I think, God, I, I could have been great at this job, yeah. but I didn't get it, um, right. you know, because of whatever reasons. Right. Uh, but I know that I could have adapted and grown to the position. I mean, you give me any job, I think most things I could kind of figure out within like three to four months and be decent at it yeah. and, and then right. excel after that. But given that opportunity, but the thing is like, how do you know when to afford that opportunity? And, 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 and the thing that I see is that there are too many People, they have a criterion to give someone else that opportunity over another person in accordance with the uh, DEI, DIE, correct. whatever you want to call it. Correct, yeah. correct, yeah. Yeah, no, so, so again, I'm not trying to be, you know, a devil's advocate. I mean, I'm just trying to- Yeah, no, I love right? the conversation. Yeah, yeah, but I think, um, no, but I mean, but I, I get the, uh, obviously, I think everyone's aware of the point that you're trying to make, that um, that that merit, um is is under fire uh that you know this whole you know woke but politically correct social whatever term we're using you know woke woke is the term in vogue yeah but uh you know yesteryear not too long ago was political correctness right 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 now um, it's, it's it's working out pretty good for bud light yeah <laughs> worst marketing boy ever oh man oh, i was listen- I, I was listening to a ceo um <laughs> Uh, oh, actually, it's, his name is Kevin O'Leary. I don't yeah. know if you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah uh, buddy. He was saying too, like I think this guy teaches. This guy teaches at Harvard, yeah. and he said he will be teaching um, about this whole Bud Light fiasco. You see, because it, I mean, it is it is going down in the history books. Oh yeah, as the uh, as just the worst. Of decisions to make when it came to because Bud Light really boxed themselves in. Now oh, they're yeah. getting they're getting hammered from all sides, right? <laughs> you know, um, but yeah. So any right, but you know, but you get right, but you know, the but the point is though, 
is like you said, how can you always know? And I think well, that's one of the problems with that, that's one of the that that's I think the central problem with the whole concept of merit that Hume identified two centuries ago. Mm-hmm. What is that, you know, and I think or I think it was Kant who said one person places it here, another person places it there. Immanuel Kant, another very famous 18th century uh, German philosopher. Uh, so yeah, it's like, you know, how do you know? I mean, I I didn't get into um, any of the PhD programs for which I applied when I got my undergrad degree. I was going to yeah. go right into a PhD program. Yeah. I didn't get accepted because my uh, GRE scores mm-hmm. were, were kind of mediocre. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the graduate record examination, I had to take yeah. that. That's the, yeah. the undergrad equivalent of the SAT. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I wasn't competitive, I suppose, with the applicants at the in- to the institutions to which I was applying. So I had to go another route. They yeah. were good enough for me to get into a master's program mm-hmm. at Baylor University. Then I went from there and eventually got my PhD at Temple. So I had to make some decisions. Yeah. Now, do I have any doubt, I'm saying this in all modesty, that I that I would have been able to excel at any of those in any of those PhD programs to which I initially applied, I have no doubt I would have mm-hmm. done just as well as I wound up doing a few years later. But those were the criteria. They had to make some decisions. And so it's not like there was any injustice in me. Not no, me. no. Hey, Jack, before we before we close out, any oh, final yeah, words yeah. to the audience? What's that? Any, any words? final words any to words? our audience? I would say... Just keep a cool head. <laughs> That's it. That's great advice, guys. Listen to the philosophy, the doctor of philosophy. Thank you for joining us. We look forward to seeing you again. Strength and honor. <laughs>